Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I am your host, Kane Pittman, here on a Friday for today's episode that is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So we have got to the end of the week. The Bucks are set to have another media availability. I guess it would be, when is this going to, let me try and work out my day. Friday morning, US time. Friday morning, US time. Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo will front the media as Mike Budenholzer and Giannis did yesterday. So I'll be jumping in on that call. And of course, as usual, bringing the key takeaways from that media conference that they're going to have. And while uh, I'm on the topic of that, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode yesterday. If you missed that, Go back and you can listen to Giannis and Bud talk about a bunch of things in relation to the NBA's return down in Florida. Uh, As I said yesterday, if you enjoy that type of thing, I got some positive feedback in regards to the the clips and and me cutting them up uh, for you guys to listen to. But let me know if that's what you're into. As I said, uh, the Bucks are going to be holding these media conferences every two days. So if it's something you're interested in, I will continue to take the time to, to bring you uh, the best answers from those and the most interesting for what we're looking for uh, from this Bucks team moving forward. As far as the NBA goes, another nine positive tests recorded today. So that takes the number up to 25 since the teams have started reporting in market uh, for their, I, I guess, mini training camps. But I wouldn't even call them training camps at the moment. They're basically just going in, doing some lifting, Uh, getting some shots up. As Giannis said, it's all one-on-one. So Giannis will go in, he'll get some shots up, he'll leave the court. Uh, Chris Milton might come in. All coaches and staff are masked up at the moment. They're taking all the precautions. Uh, Bud did say yesterday, if you missed it, that he wasn't going to discuss the testing results uh, from the Bucs. So we don't know uh, in among these nine positive tests if if any relate uh, to Milwaukee. We don't know that for sure. But it's up around 7% now, I believe, the positive test rate. So it's really interesting for me when I, I look at this bubble and even going back to the conversation I had with Nate Duncan last week, uh, he seemed to be pretty positive that if they can get down to the bubble in a healthy state, you're going to give yourself the best chance. I, I've always wondered why the NBA didn't go to the lengths of saying, well, okay, Uh, we're going to take you down as teams down to Orlando. But what we need you to do is uh, quarantine for two weeks prior. And I understand. I understand that that's really difficult. And maybe within those 14 days, the players could still go individually into the practice facilities. I'm not sure. I know that's not a true quarantine. But you can't have the players just in market, traveling, coming together, and not having a separation period between when they return to the market and then uh, interacting with other people from the franchise. It, it just doesn't work. And if you get one positive test, likely you're going to get more. We've heard the Clippers have had to close down their practice facility. 
So it's becoming increasingly difficult to see how these teams are going to get down to Florida, uh, you know, all negative and all healthy. And it's also important to remember out of these 25 players that have tested positive, I think we've all got into the mindset of, uh, not everyone, I shouldn't say that, but I think a lot of people have got into the mindset of, well, well, they're athletes, like they're going to be fine. Give them 14 days and they'll bounce back and they'll be ready to play. That's not really the case, unfortunately. I mean, this is a deadly virus that you don't want to be catching at any point or time. So uh, we really just hope that these players that have got that are fine now and fine in the long term because, again, uh, we keep reiterating it, but we don't know what the long-term effects are of having the coronavirus. So uh, that's the basically the latest state of the nation as far as the NBA goes. And uh, the Bucks scheduled to go down on the 9th of July. July 9, I believe, is when they're going to head down to Florida at this stage. So we'll continue to bring you guys the updates as they come. I've seen over the last few weeks in particular, just when I look at the numbers for the podcast, I just want to thank everyone for jumping back on board. It's been such a, a strange few months of trying to uh, bring you guys content, having this podcast rolling every single day. So it's really cool for me to see uh, Bucks fans jumping back on. They understand that there's potentially a, a championship run uh, upcoming here. So uh, again, just thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you for you, for all your support through the last few months. It's been, um, <laughs> let's just say it's been a challenge. I've probably spent more time thinking about what I'm going to podcast about than I have actually running the podcast. But as far as the mailbag goes, Frank is still busy with work. You may have noticed it's just me here today. So I'm going to go through a few of the questions on the mail mailbag regardless because uh, I've been talking about this for so long. It's the end of the week. I wanted to have some fun. And I want to start with a question from Malcontent on Twitter. And he says, when is the next Broken Bat live show where Eric Name makes a return slash heel turn, choke slamming Kane through a table while reclaiming his host spot? Now... First of all, uh, I, I would like to support Kane and, and the, the wrestler Kane, but I've seen, I, I don't know where is he governor or mayor or, or whatever he is, but I've seen that he uh, didn't support mask wearing or something like that, which I find highly ironic given he wore a mask for, uh, let's say, 75% of his WWE career. But as far as a live show go, it's really unfortunate because Frank and myself have sort of floated the idea of potentially doing something around playoff time. And, and I would absolutely hope if, if there was ever something like that, that Eric would be a part of that. He clearly, it was just such a huge part of what this podcast has been able to become. Uh, a great friend of mine. I asked him when I was still in Milwaukee a couple of times if he wanted to come on the podcast. And he, he sort of said, well, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're kind of rivals here in, in the podcasting game. Uh, and I sort of never really thought about it like that because because we are friends, but I, I guess that was fair enough on his behalf, and, and I guess the Athletic didn't want him doing the podcast, so uh, clearly it would probably get him in some hot water if he came back on, but I would, I would hope that at some point we're in a safe space where we can do a live pod. I joked about this on Twitter when this came up, but I was blind drunk when, we, when the last live pod was on. I was just drinking beers hanging out and it was really fun to meet a bunch of people that I interact with on Twitter. I was only new to Milwaukee at the time. I'd only just moved back over there, uh, moved over there from Australia. So the live pod was awesome. I would love, absolutely love to be able to do that again sometime in the future, which I may as well roll into this question. I was going to get to it later, but Muppet Babies 31 
<laughs> nice Twitter name, by the way. He asked, do I plan to come back to the US next season if the pandemic allows? Absolutely. I, uh, I, I really miss Milwaukee. I miss my favorite restaurants, my favorite bars, and, and just the, the, the friends that I've made over there. So it's been such a weird time to come home and in many respects still be at home and not really see my friends back here either and just sort of stuck at home. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like there's any real resolution to this anytime soon. Uh, of course, I, I mentioned this briefly a few podcasts ago, but also there is some issues with uh, work visas. I, I'm not sure what the latest is with that, but I read that there was some push from the uh, government over there to cancel work visas, which would absolutely include me, which would mean I couldn't come back and work. So it's all up in the air right now. Either way, it's not going to be till next season, so I'm not spending too much time uh, stressing about that right now. But I miss Milwaukee a lot. And even though things are so strange over there now, I got June and a little bit of July last year uh, in Milwaukee during summer. It was the first time in my life I'd been there in warm weather because I always came during basketball season. So uh, to experience a couple of boat days uh, out there on the lake was, was awesome. I loved it. I had such a fun time. So I, I certainly hope to be there, but I think most people by now understand my situation. It's a little bit different with work and earning money. And so there's a lot of challenges ahead, but, but I absolutely hope to get back to Milwaukee. I love the city and uh, I love covering the box and, uh, and interacting with all you guys. So I hope that I can be back uh, very soon. All right, it's time to hear from a couple of our fantastic sponsors, starting with Magic Spoon. You guys have heard me. I'm back on board the cereal train. I went off it for a long period of time, maybe a decade. But Magic Spoon has got me well and truly back on board. Uh, I'm up late. These, these press conferences the Bucks are holding, they're 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't wake up in the middle of the night and not be hungry and then go back to sleep and wait till breakfast. So I have some Magic Spoon in between. It's the only way that I can get back to sleep and get through the night. Magic Spoon is zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. They have four fantastic flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, or blueberry. Uh, for me, I'll go with the blueberry. I like to go with the fruit option. Fruity's there. Personally, for me, I like the blueberry. It tastes amazing. It's honestly too good to be true because it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code NBA at the checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash NBA. And don't forget to use the code NBA to cash in on that free shipping. And the great thing about that is while you're, while you're eating the Magic Spoon, you can listen to Blinkist, which by the way is the most useful app on my phone because it's hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It is, of course, Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist, and you guys know, we always have a deal for you. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and for all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. 
Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Next question comes from Sam underscore CT on Twitter. He says, do you believe if Bledsoe lays an egg for the third year in a row that he is most likely a goner this offseason? Now, I, I assume that Sam's talking about in the postseason. There was another question that was related to this big boy. 0-200, is it possible that no crowds make Bledsoe more of a factor in the playoffs? This is really interesting because we've spoke uh, a little bit about this over the last couple of months about how strange the environment is going to be down at Disney with no crowds. And Bledsoe is the automatic player that you assume that is going to benefit from that, isn't it? He is. Because when we consider uh, what happened against Boston a couple of seasons ago, uh, certainly the meltdown happened early. It happened in game one uh, against Terry Rozier when he came out after the, uh, the, the game. And, and, you know, I, I don't know who the fuck that is. You know, that, that whole... Uh, post-game press conference or media scrum in the locker room that, that I was fortunate enough to be in there. I couldn't believe it. It was one of the first games I covered and I was there for, uh, for that moment. But Bledsoe is no doubt a concern. Before I get to a few numbers and talk about this a little bit, Mike Boonholzer was actually asked directly this question in the press conference yesterday. I didn't see too much coverage about it. So before I move on, let me play the audio from Bud. This is how he answered this question. Well, I think, you know, Eric has, has been so good for us and is so important to us. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's as excited as anybody about getting back to the playoffs and, you know, continuing uh, what, we, what we hope is a really long run. And, you know, fans, not having fans is going to be really hard for everybody. They're so important to us. They give us so much. Um, and the game is, you know, I think built for the fans. But, you know, I think Eric, Eric has a fight and a competitiveness that – you know, I think sometimes he feeds off the fans and it's, it's something that can really help him. But, you know, whether it's Eric or, or any of the players, I think, you know, the ability to just focus in on what we're doing and what's important and, and have, you know, very limited distractions, um, you know, maybe it helps our whole team. Maybe it helps players in general. And, uh, and we certainly have, you know, you know, high expectations for Eric, high expectations for our group. And we're going to have to figure out how to do it, you know, without fans in this case. And, um, anything that helps any of us, uh, you know, we'll take it if that's the case. So no surprises there, Bud. Uh, most uh, definitely uh, sticking with his guy, and for good reason. I mean, I, I've said this a number of times, but Bledsoe has contributed in a major, major, major way to what the Bucks have been able to achieve during the regular season, not only last year uh, as well as, as this season, first team or defense uh, last year. It's been unfortunate how the postseason has gone. But if you look at his numbers last year, 2018-19, 15.9 points, 4.6 rebounds, 5.5 assists in just 27 minutes. But the shooting splits 48-34-81. His numbers went down right across the board in the postseason last year, with shooting splits dropped to 41-23-70. and And we know that it was an absolute disaster in the Eastern Conference Finals. I tend not to blame strictly him for that because he wasn't the only one that couldn't make a shot against Toronto, particularly once things went down. I do like to give him some credit. And when I think about the postseason last year with Eric Bledsoe, the first game I think about, because I completely scrub out uh, the series against Detroit. It, it, was, it was monumental for the Bucks to get through a first-round series. There's absolutely no doubt about that. 
But as far as uh, competitiveness and, and the challenge and the, the genuine feel of that being a postseason, it just didn't feel like it. The Bucs won game one by 35 points, game two by 21, game three by 16, and game four by 23. So there was never really a pressure situation. There was no real challenge. The first challenge of the postseason came against that team again in game one Boston against Boston at Fiserv Forum this time. The Bucs got absolutely crushed by 22 points. Eric Bledsoe went one for five from the field, 0 for four from three. He finished with six points and four assists in 25 minutes. And I remember leaving that game thinking, this isn't good. The Bucs looked bad. They were able to, in many respects, nullify Giannis. The only thing I was hanging my hat on was the fact that it was a day game because we know the Bucs have had their struggles in day games in the past. But I was really, really concerned. I was like, well, this is if this is the blood side the Bucs are going to get through this series with Boston, uh, they're going to find themselves in a bit of trouble because he has been such a key contributor. But then he bounced back in game two. The Bucs win it by 21 points. Seven for 12 from the field, three for five from three, four for four from the free throw line, which is important because remember the 70% free throw shooting percentage uh, last season, or 2018-19, uh, the season before, sorry. Let me, let me try and figure this out. But he finished with 21 points, five assists, and he was instrumental in the Bucs getting away early. He was knocking down those three. So I thought that that was a significant mental hurdle for him. And then probably game four in Boston, because he struggled a little bit in game three. He had to get, overcome the demons, six for 12 uh, from the field. He was over four from three. for six. So six for eight on two-point shots for Bledsoe, just 13 points. But I thought it was important for him to have that efficient scoring night. So, you know, I, I think that he overcame some hurdles last year against Boston, but then they resurfaced quickly against the Raptors. So I, I do think that the crowd for some players motivates them and spurs them on. I also think for other players, the crowd can really become crippling, whether it's the home crowd who... For sure. I mean, it's supposed to be supportive and supposed to be behind you, but they can also, uh, you, you get that sense when someone like Bledsoe has the ball and he's having a poor shooting night and he rises up to shoot it. You can hear the groan in the crowd. You can hear the uh, the uh, the uh, pessimism, I, I guess, is the right word for of Bucks fans when he's playing that way and the anxiety building. So it works both ways. So I, I tend to think that he really might be one of those guys that uh, feeds off the fact that there's no crowd and, and it won't shake his confidence either way. I also feel that way about Giannis free throws, by the way, after being there in Toronto last year and, and how noisy and how loud that building was. Uh, it was a raucous environment. So I, I do have some, and it's blind optimism. It's blind optimism because I don't know for sure, but I do have some hope. Uh, that it, it's going to help Bledsoe, the fact that there's no crowds. I don't think that he's gone this offseason either way, unless it's a complete disaster. And by that, I mean the Bucks out in the, in the second round. I think they'll stick with him. I think with Bledsoe and Hill and DiVincenzo, the point guard situation's pretty, pretty steady for the next uh, season at least. Uh, of course, it's also going to come down to Giannis and what he decides to do. So a huge... Uh, off-season, I was about to say summer, but a huge off-season whenever that comes in a couple of weeks in October, early November, whenever that is for the Bucs, there's absolutely uh, no doubt about that. Time to hear a little bit more about our great sponsors of Locked On Bucks that keep us rolling. I was driving the other day and I had a bit of a flat tire and it made me think of our great sponsors, rockauto.com. 
They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And then move across to bobblesgalore.com because you know they're the leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They have the vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues, including the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. They're officially licensed by the NBA, MLB, and NFL. Right now in limited quantities, only 1,500 of these were made. They have the triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Kristen Yalich. And of course, for Bucks fans, they have plenty of Bucks bobbleheads, but they also have the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead. They can make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. Simply visit bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code locked on to receive free shipping. That's bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get free shipping. John Leonard asks, had the season not concluded or if the planned playoffs are completely halted due to an outbreak uh, of the coronavirus and the Bucs are still in the playoffs, would you consider the Bucs the 2019-20 NBA champs due to best record? Really interesting because we've just seen a similar situation with the Wisconsin herd. And, and sure, I mean, I know, I understand there's going to be some listeners that, that aren't that tied to the herd and they probably haven't thought about this too much, but I certainly have because if I was looking at the Bucks, and we've spent a lot of time talking about the asterisk and you heard what Bud said yesterday and you heard what Giannis said yesterday about the fact that no matter what the circumstances are, if they win a championship this season, in their minds, they're going to say this is one of the most difficult championships there has been to, to win because we know what we've been through. But if you don't get to the postseason at all and the season is just scrapped, could you sit there and, and really say, yeah, we were the champions. I'll take that. I don't think so. And I'm really interested to hear what the listeners or how the listeners feel about this, particularly now for me because it was so long ago. It was so long ago. I mean, if they're halfway through the postseason, then I absolutely don't think you can do that. But if they don't even get down to Florida and a ball isn't tipped, I still just think it's been far too long. You can, I would be fine with dishing out MVP to Giannis, obviously, and all the other uh, season awards, John Morant, Rookie of the Year. Bam Adebayo may be most improved. So I'd be fine with that. All NBA teams for sure. The Bucs played 65 games. That's enough for those individual awards. But it's just been so long that yeah, I wouldn't really get anything out of the NBA saying, well, season's cancelled due to the pandemic. Uh, you're the champions. We're going to hand it to you. But let me know. Let me know how you feel about that. Let me know, uh, listeners out there, whether you would be get some satisfaction from the NBA putting the champions uh, symbol or whatever you want to call it next to the Bucks in the records book? I don't think so. I'm out on that one. Next question from MacGyver. He says, do you believe that the Bucks should try to sign anyone from the free agent pool slash retiree pool 
he also mentioned that Kyle Culver said that playing is not important right now and he has his second thoughts. At this stage, in regards to Kyle Corver, it, it would appear that the Bucks are expecting him to go down to Disney. Bud yesterday, uh, in his words, fully expects that the full playing group is going to go down to Disney. So these things really tie in together when you, when you combine uh, both of those things. If, Kyle Corver, uh, if Bud is saying that he fully expects the full group to go down, then it's hard to really see what the Bucks getting active in this player pool. Now, substitute players will be allowed if something happens between now and then. The Bucks will probably have the opportunity uh, to, to bring a player in. We know that Wednesday was the day to, to finalize your rosters, or that was what was reported was the day to finalize your rosters, but uh, that's kind of a ridiculous date because we know how quickly things are changing uh, out there right now with the virus and, and also just people's personal situation. I think as it gets closer to going down to the bubble, I think you're going to see some players go, hang on, hang on, this, this, this isn't really for me. It's been interesting to see players like Kemba Walker come out and say, well, I'm a single guy. I'm just going to hang in the room. I'm going to play PlayStation. I'm going to be doing the exact same thing that, I'm, uh, that I would be doing at home as I am down in Disney. So there's going to be a lot of guys like that. Joe Ingles was another one. He said, I'm going to get to really know my coffee machine <laughs> down in Florida because he's not going to leave the room. He said he doesn't feel totally comfortable with being down there, but he's going to go do it. So it's a responsibility of the league to ensure that the players are safe and that the players uh, can get this away. But back to the question from MacGyver, I don't expect the Bucks to try and sign anyone. And to be honest, when you look around and see the guys that have been signed, uh, Jalen Adams from the herd goes to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, really cool for him. Hopefully this uh, turns into a, a deal that sees him stay in the NBA uh, long-term. But again, this has been my whole thing right from the start. And Frank and I have discussed this a little bit in regards to two-way players. Um, not that Jalen Adams is a two-way player, but a, a guy that's come from the G League. No one's really looking at Jalen Adams and saying, well, I, I, I'm concerned about that matchup for the Bucks." And it's not a disrespect to him. It's just the fact that he's coming in late to the situation. He wasn't playing at the NBA level anyway. Is he going to swing a playoff series? Um, it's highly unlikely. And J.R. Smith is on the, the opposite end of the, the stream being a veteran player that's been there before, won a championship, played lots of playoff basketball, played some successful playoff basketball. But again, if I'm the Bucs and I'm looking at an NBA, potential NBA finals against the Lakers, am I worried about 38 or 39, however old he is, J.R. Smith coming on? Not really. He could still go uh, crazy and hit a few threes. We know that he's, he's always going to have that shot. But defensively, is he going to be the same guy? He hasn't played. Not only has he had the last three months off, but he hasn't been in the league at all. So I, I just, the, the player pool is something that was a necessity for mine, but is it going to swing any type of um, series or, or, or postseason? I don't think so. The Bucks have such a great group, such a deep group that, you know, realistically outside of the starting group and, you know, maybe someone like Dante or something like that, a lot of their guys, if, if something happened and then they decided not to go down to Florida for you know, family reasons or something like that, um, they would likely be able to cover them with the depth that they do have. That's why they've been such a great team. That's why they uh, survived extended layoffs from uh, Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton through the season. The key players, all-star players in Middleton's case, all-NBA player in Middleton's case, I hope in a, in a couple of months' time, whenever that's decided, they were able to get through that because of the depth that they have. So I, I don't think the Bucks are going to dip into the pool 
But that's just a few of the questions I wanted to get through today on a Friday. It's another week down. So we're into July. It's hard to believe we're halfway through 2020. I see people saying that uh, it's hard to believe we're halfway through 2020. The thing I think about is, remember, this, all this, all this uh, pandemic only just started in March. So it's only been three freaking months. It's unbelievable to think about. Longest year of my life. But the NBA is still pushing ahead. Looks like they're a few weeks away from maybe tipping the ball. The NBA released some images today of the practice courts going down in whatever facility that is. I don't even know what facility. It looked like a hotel or something that the practice courts are going to be there. I don't know what the deal is there, but it's cool. It makes it feel like it's real. Lots of cool stuff on the podcast next week. Uh, you will hear from Frank. I promise you at some point he's going to be back on the podcast. I, I basically wake up in the morning, send him a message, ask him if he's still buried in work. He says he can't pod and I move on with my day and plan a, a show out. So hopefully uh, you've got some enjoyment from this one. Another solo pod from me. I think I broke the all-time record for solo pods uh, this week. So uh, I, I partially apologize for that. But hopefully uh, the content has been great nonetheless. Like I said, Chris Milton and Dante DiVincenzo speaking uh, a little Friday morning, a little bit later this morning. So uh, keep your eyes out on Twitter and then, of course, with the podcast for any interesting things that come from that. We'll see what develops over the weekend as far as the NBA. And on Monday, we're going to be back with all the news. Don't forget to check out the Rejecting the Screen podcast with Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko. Uh, they always have great guests. They've had uh, Darvin Ham, They've had Vin Baker over the hiatus. So you can go back and check out those ones as well. Outside of that, just stay safe on the weekend. I know it's a holiday weekend over there. Be smart. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself and your family. And I'll catch you guys on Monday.